This is Solidarity Wyoming. According to PolicyGenius.com, there were 59,337 people in Wyoming with no health insurance as of 2018. People without health insurance die at far greater numbers than those with health insurance. No surprise. A 2014 study by the Wyoming Health Department found that expanding Medicaid would save the state around $50 million by reducing demand for other state programs. Not expanding Medicaid would mean the Medicaid program would need to take approximately $80 million more in state general funds. At the production time of this podcast, Republicans in the Wyoming legislature had shot down two attempts to bring Medicaid expansion to the floor in the current session. Last week, after yet another attempt to simply debate about expansion died in the Wyoming House, and just before a proposal for a constitutional amendment on expansion died in the state Senate, I talked to Nate Martin, director of the policy organization Better Wyoming. Before we hear my interview with Nate, however, I want to issue a plea to our listeners. We make this content free through Solidarity House Cooperative. Solidarity Wyoming covers Wyoming politics from an unapologetically working class point of view. No other media in the state does quite what we do, and we need your support. Please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash solidarityhouse. You'll receive bonus material, and you'll be helping keep our voice alive in Wyoming. That's patreon.com slash solidarityhouse. You can learn a lot about what we do and who we are by checking out Solidarity House Cooperative on Twitter, Facebook, and our Patreon page. So yeah, I talked to Nate Martin of the policy organization Better Wyoming. Better Wyoming has been a tireless voice for Wyoming's uninsured. Better Wyoming has also been reporting on the Wyoming Liberty Group, an off-the-charts libertarian think tank funded by a woman who adopted her own ex-husband in a financial scheme and who funds many of the efforts uh, in the state to deny workers and poor people their fair share of resources and social goods. Nate and I discussed the politics and personalities around the state's Medicaid expansion battle. First, what is your reaction to this week's vote in the State House? this kind of first downward punch uh, against uh, expansion in this legislative session? Uh, I mean, obviously there's uh, feelings of disappointment and frustration, but um, I'm honestly not terribly surprised. The, 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 in other states, you know, the efforts to expand Medicaid, um, in other red states like Wyoming, you know, quote unquote red states, you know, you've, you've had these pretty massive, sizable campaigns um, to pressure lawmakers to do this um, in a number of states, including several bordering Wyoming. You've had ballot initiatives. Um, and we just didn't have anything like that in place in Wyoming um, when this came up for a vote. So, you know, it's the, the short history is that this came up as a committee bill during the interim session. The Revenue Committee agreed to consider and then sponsor the bill. Um, but that was, I mean, just a couple of months ago. And there was a coalition of different, mostly healthcare related groups that got together that were working and doing a bit of lobbying. Um, obviously, there were some grassroots efforts on, by Better Wyoming and some, some other entities. But there just wasn't a window of time to put together the sort of massive push 
that you really are going to need if we're going to see Medicaid expand in this state. You know, Kansas expanded Medicaid, as Better Wyoming notes, that was done with a compromise between a Democratic governor and a GOP legislature. We've had GOP governors take moderate positions on expansion and try to compromise with our legislature here. Uh, Why hasn't it worked and what are some differences? Well, you know, I haven't, um, you know, we did note the the Kansas situation and I think there's just a bit of a, um, they're on a bit of a different timeline than we are. You know, they've gone already through the sort of crippling um, lack of revenue that resulted from tax cuts that uh, were put in place in the early, early 2000s, could have been the aughts, I can't remember, but you know, a number of years ago. So they, I mean, they saw a lot of their, you know, public services and infrastructure sort of ground into the dirt um, over, over a period of time. And, have, you know, what the period, what they're going through is sort of a, a reaction to that where they're, you know, like you said, they elected a democratic governor, they're pushing back and repealing the tax breaks, they're expanding Medicaid. So Wyoming hasn't hit the rock bottom that Kansas has hit yet. Um, you know, we're definitely headed in that direction. The, you know, the, the different, the, you know, be, because of the declining mineral tax revenues, um, you know, we fund our state predominantly with mineral tax revenues. Those are all going away right now, specifically from, especially from the coal industry. Um, and so, you know, we're experiencing these big budget shortfalls, but then we also have these huge trust funds that lawmakers, you know, will state in private conversation that they're going to spend down entirely before they'll raise any kind of new taxes. And even though Medicaid expansion isn't, you know, a tax per se, um, it's, you know, it's all kind of meshed together in that, um, in, in that same kind of situation. So that's, I would say that'd be the difference between Wyoming and Kansas is that Wyoming just hasn't felt the pain yet that Kansas has felt. Talk a little bit about uh, Better Wyoming's research on the Wyoming Liberty Group, who they are, and in particular, I'm interested in these forums that purport to be uh, uh, balanced uh, and uh, and are not. The, the Liberty Group's a funny animal. Um, as we've noted in the, the article that you're referencing, it's funded mostly by Susan Gore, who's a, you know, she's not a quote unquote billionaire. Um, I, I, you know, these things get fuzzy once you get to that degree of wealth, but you know, she's got more money than she could spend in 50 lifetimes. And she's decided to spend some of that uh, financing this, you know, quote unquote think tank or policy organization that pushes policies that essentially protect her wealth and otherwise espouse sort of small government right-wing ideologies. Um, you know, they sort of have a rotating cast of characters come through and act as advisors. They have a recent University of Wyoming Law School graduate right now named Cassie Craven, who, um, I, I, you know, I don't know all of the inner workings of the organization, but she was the person who contacted Better Wyoming about the forum, so I'm presuming that she was kind of behind that um, event or at least helping a big part of helping put it together. If I remember correctly, and I'm, I might be wrong about some of this, I think the, the national person that they flew in whose job is literally to um, go around the country and sow fear and discord and confusion about Medicaid expansion came from the Goldwater Institute. 
Um, and again, if I remember correctly, I think a former Liberty Group person named Sven Larsen is currently working with the Goldwater Institute. Um, so they're, they're sort of intermeshed into this sort of national network of, you know, groups that are trying to kill policies that, you know, threaten the, the wealth of super rich people that fund them. I was going to say they also advertise on our sporting events and I have long lamented this um, because uh, on the the one hand I've lamented it because I feel like when Wyomingites hear Dave Walsh taking a political position because he's being paid to uh, to read that script um, Mm -hmm. then that creates a certain level of cultural identification with that position given you know, kind of the cultural force of, uh, of UW sports and athletics in, in the state. And, uh, but I mean, I guess the real question is why shouldn't uh, proponents of policies like Medi- Medi- Medicaid expansion maybe do the same um, and force uh, the, uh, um, the network to, you know, have to uh, give equal time to both sides? Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. You know, like a number of people have mentioned to me these uh, advertisements during University of Wyoming Cowboys games. Um, I don't follow our local collegiate sports teams closely. Um, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm remiss to say, so I've never actually heard these ads myself. But no, I, I think you're exactly right. I think you're, you know, the Liberty Group has done something really smart there where they're tapping into a you know, something that everybody sort of rallies around in Wyoming and using that venue to um, push their, push their, their um, untruths. And absolutely, you know, I don't know how much those ads cost, but um, obviously if we're going to pass Medicaid expansion, we have to talk to more people that are being reached right now about why it makes sense for Wyoming um, because, you know, a lot of people, their, their level of engagement is, you know, like you said, the 30 cent or the 30 second advertisement during the basketball games. Like, oh yeah, taxes, that sucks. Not into that. Uh, it seems like, and I think you kind of previewed with this, uh, when you were talking about not really having anything in place, uh, on the ground, uh, especially for this session, but it seems like the the state Democratic Party and uh, and these you know these groups um, could do a lot of mobilization and out, outreach work on targeting you know the states uninsured and in, and the and the communities where uh, the uninsured tend to cluster and I've suggested this to many electeds and, and party activists so I'm happy to signal boost your suggestion uh, that uh, organi- more organization and mobilization would be a good thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much capacity the uh, state Democratic Party has. I mean, there's certainly resources to be shifted around. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think it's I think that organizing it's not it's not going to get passed just by asking lawmakers to do it. And you know, it's, it's like you know, if you, if you go the deeper history of Medicaid expansion in Wyoming, you know, there was a pretty robust push seven or eight years ago um and it was the same kind of it was the same healthy wyoming coalition that had like wyoming hospital association wyoming uh primary care association and a a lot of these like i said these kind of like healthcare groups that got together um but it wasn't it was kind of this higher up agency type of thing and it wasn't really you know I'm, i'm not i don't know i wasn't around at this point in time 
but my sense is there wasn't really a, you know, a movement of the grassroots and, um, you know, I think, you know, going back to your Wyoming Liberty Group panel discussion, you know, those panel discussions take place and there's never anyone on them curiously um, who doesn't have access to health care. You know, there's never anyone on them who's had an organ rupture inside their body because they were afraid to go to the hospital for how much it costs, you know. And I think that's that's one of the things that, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next year. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can build upon the little bit of momentum that we've got right now to do, you know, a, a concerted year-long push looking at the 2021 session. You know, the ground is constantly shifting under us. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But it's, it's interesting. One, one of the kind of the anecdotal things that I saw happen just in the last few weeks is that, you know, we put, we put our stuff out on Facebook and we occasionally will do geographically um, targeted boosts is what they're called. You know, it's kind of pushing it, pushing our posts onto people's feeds using paid advertising. And I, you know, we had this article about how Medicaid expansion would benefit rural hospitals. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to look up and see where all the rural hospitals are in Wyoming and boost, boost this story to those places. And we had, a, it was kind of, like I said, this is anecdotal, but a, a, a kind of an amazing response out there and getting engagement from people that, you know, we've never touched before. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing that makes me curious about, you know, when I say, who are the people that aren't part of this conversation, who given a little bit of encouragement, um, you know, would be, would be supportive of this issue and could, you know, could, could help mobilize and, and, and make, put a little bit more pressure on the legislature than currently exists. And that, you know, more pressure than people from the Wyoming Hospital Association can exert. Uh, I've had multiple Democratic electeds in the state uh, tell me they can't credibly tell people that they should live here. Uh, and if you're in Laramie, for example, there's a fix, you know, by moving about 30 miles away. Uh, and so I, I think that, that this bears on the overall narrative uh, of the state, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, talking about Democratic electeds, there is a guy who's a pretty... Um, you know, I'm not, he's, he's, he's an, he's an entrepreneur. He lives up in Casper. He's a young guy. He's mover and shaker and, and he's a Republican. And I saw him, he was on Twitter um, the other day talking about how businesses are not like businesses are, are unwilling to relocate to Wyoming because of the exorbitant healthcare costs, you know? And so, um, it's not, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different angles to this, but I think you're right. I mean, and, and people are starting to realize that it's bad for the overall health of the state. And that's just kind of the narrative and the message that we have to figure out how to articulate to people because, you know, the, the big government boogeyman is, you know, so entrenched in the sort of the, the local psyche. And it's so easy to tie Medicaid expansion to that, that, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing to try to talk about, but I think there's a lot of people sort of chiming in from different perspectives and they're not all the, you know, it's not all, yeah, I always talked about how sort of after the big push of Medicaid expansion, you know, 
seven or eight years ago, there's been a Medicaid expansion bill introduced every year since, but it's always been sort of like dutifully trotted out by some kind of like downtrodden Democrat only to get, you know, slapped away and sent back. Um, and there's, you know, it's just, it's never going to pass if that's all the effort that we're putting into it. And so, you know, we have to engage the different people who are talking about it. And some of these are, you know, prominent Republican entrepreneurs who understand that healthcare costs are too high. Some of these are going to be people who don't have access to healthcare and we just don't know their stories because they're busy working at come and go, you know, um, it's going, it's, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more than the, the several months of effort that was recently put in on, on to, to push this most recent attempt. Better Wyoming, uh, you know, where do people go? What can people do? Right. Uh, Better Wyoming, you can find us online at betterwyo.org. We're an advocacy organization that aims to educate, organize, and mobilize Wyoming residents on behalf of statewide change. Check us out on Facebook. We don't really up, uh, update our Twitter that often. People can sign up for our email list to receive email news uh, updates and action alerts all throughout the legislature and beyond by going to betterwyo.org. Thanks to Nate Martin, to Better Wyoming, and to many other progressive advocacy groups in the state who are doing the best they can pushing Medicaid expansion. What if the best way to ensure that Wyomingites get their fair share, get the health security they need, and ensure that others, people around the country who, who we don't even know, are also taken care of? What if the best way to do that is nationally? What if the best way to do that is to elect leaders, to flip the Senate, to elect a president, all of whom support Medicare for all, or single-payer health care? Think about it. Think about no longer being held hostage by a state. Think about no longer having to move from places we love just for the affordable health insurance. You can learn more about the struggle for Medicare for all and for uh, single-payer health care at pnhp.org. That's pnhp.org. In the meantime, here's a shout-out to every organization and individual in Wyoming fighting for Medicaid expansion. We're behind you. Keep fighting. This is Solidarity Wyoming.